Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Hi, everyone. This is James and Terry Kraft at the Life Unplugged podcast, and we are, we are so excited about being here again today. Yes. Hope it's a good day. Okay, Terry, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit. She has been dealing with allergies and and she wanted to start off by um, putting cotton balls up her nose so it didn't sound like she, she had a runny nose. And I thought that was the most <laughs> funniest thing as I saw hey, that. Hey, you know what? You do what works. Yeah. But you know, you know. Yeah, you know what? You couldn't handle it. No, it I can't. too funny. Because you're so cute. And it was kind of funny to watch. So, uh, But she pulled them out. So there's no cotton balls today. So, um, But it was kind of fun to watch. Um, this is the life unplugged. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Today we want to talk about something that's really dear to our hearts. It's even a chapter in our book that we wrote about. Um, I think it was on my side that we did talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says that, uh, you know, I met God in the margins. Um, you know, and so many people ask the question, what are margins? You know, and <laughs> I think, well, that's a great question, you know, because people may be mistaken boundaries, margins, this or that, or space. Um, but margins are really important to have for us to live healthy in our lives, uh, personally and in our marriages and in our workplace. Um, you know, and it described it when I was a kid, uh, I was one of those kind of kids. I was really obedient. I, I did what I was asked to do, but I kind of pushed the envelope a little bit and I liked to draw outside the lines. And, and I remember as a child asking the teacher, well, why do we have to stay within the lines? It's ridiculous. We have the whole page here. Why not? We just kind of fill up the page with lots of color and lots of good stuff. And the teacher was very clear in instructing me and says, hey, it's important for us to have margins so that people can see what's being defined there. And then two, for me to write down notes so that I can tell you what to do or not to do to give good instruction. And I thought, oh, (laughs) that's good. You know, even as an adult, that's really good to hear, you know, so that margins aren't just for us to be confined. Margins are really defined for freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, so that we can have freedom in who we are in life and not be in this place of complete burnout or banging our head against the wall because we can't go any further. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because, um, I think that margins are scary to yeah. a lot of people. And so we're going to talk about that today. And, and even just a little bit, I know you can give a lot of, we can both give a lot of examples, you know, through our life and through our recovery, but you know, margins are meant to be places where we can recover, where we can hear, where we can attune, where we can get some direction. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes we don't. We we were just actually sitting with um, some friends and we were talking about margins. I don't know what happened, but April and May this year was berserk, you know, for us. And I think it has a combination to do with just life, schedule, family. We have water polo tournaments. We have track track meets. We just have a lot going on. It's crazy. Speaking engagements. Yeah. But we went, wow, it's like May's the new December. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but we were all laughing because we, we, we lost ourselves in it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of those crazy defense mechanisms and all of those coping styles that we, we have, they all just came back. Yeah. 
And why do we have those arguments or yeah. why were things, you know, why, why did we get sick or what were these things happening? And it really painted a picture for us. Yeah. Wow. We need to talk about margins. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I know that coping mechanisms aren't always going into a place where there's a, like a sexual relapse or something like that. It can be anger. It can be isolation. It can be whatever obsessions on things that, you know, would distract us and even bring us into a place of not attuning and connecting with those we love. That's right. And so it's important for us to understand in those points of that uh, chaos that can really create those environments that really make us vulnerable uh, to those areas that we vowed never to go back to do again. Just like the apostle Paul says, why do I do the things I don't want to do? You know, and I think it's important for us to be um, honest. You know, when we talk about margins, um, I thought growing up that margins were space to fill. Yeah. You just fill them up because it's opportunity rather than space so that you can receive. That's right. And I think it's important for us to understand there's sometimes we think if we aren't busy, then we're not productive. You know, I worked um, at, at a um, an office one time. It was a church environment uh, in uh, working with and just working with a lot of churches. And I was taught that if you the earlier you got up and if you sent off emails at three or four in the morning, is that that was to be applauded. That actually that was actually healthy. Um, and the more I had it got healed and healthy, I realized. That is messed up, <laughs> you know, cause I, at three o'clock in the morning, no one should be working unless you're doing a graveyard sh- yard shift. Um, and th- cause I would only be sleeping off four hour, five hours a night right? and there was no rest for me. Mm. And so when I didn't have rest like that, I would continue to move through life and I would just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I was exhausted. I never was able to be contemplative. Right. Right. Well, and, and maybe you can explain a little bit about why, why did you feel like you had to fill the margins. Why, what was, what was going on inside? Yeah. Well, that's a great question because in that time I always felt if I can produce more and do more, I will be accepted and loved more. Hmm. It was very transactional in my living. Uh, and so if I was able to show, hey, let, let's take the email situation. Mm-hmm. If someone saw the timestamp of an email that went out at three thirty in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, Wow, he is dedicated to his job. Even if it was the church world, oh, he must really love God because he's a hard worker. No, I was actually a very dysfunctional worker. And I wasn't really living in God's best for me. Um, I was trying to win the approval of other people so that they would see, gosh, you are good. Rather than allowing God to say, James, no, you're good because you have margins and that's where you meet me. Yeah. Yeah. I love this actually. And you wrote this, it says through this reconstruction of my life, I began to see that God stands in the margins of our lives, leading us back and forth across the page of our existence. Yeah. It's like, yeah, God's there. You know, he's, he's there all the time. And yet we just sometimes miss it because we're just too busy. And, and I can, I can relate to that too, though. I didn't personally deal with addiction. I, ran so hard and so fast from my feelings. Um, we've been, we've been having so much fun this week. We've been talking about our Enneagram and we're going to be doing more talks on that too as well, but I'm a seven, you're an eight. Great combination. They say that's like the worst combination possible. (laughs) No, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like when it's good, it's really good. And when it's it's bad, it's bad. (laughs) Just because we tend to be both, you know, um, very, very big personalities, but 
you know, it's funny because I was running for different reasons, but I was running nonetheless. Yeah. And so, you know, Hey, I would fill my life with a lot of busyness as well. And it was like, why am I not hearing God? Why is it that I feel so alone? Because my margins were filled because it, the chaos felt somewhat comfortable for me. Right. And so the, the margin, the quiet, the silence actually was really scary. Yeah. Really scary. And, and, and we just, we were just sitting with some, some clients recently and we were talking about silence Yeah, and you know, silence can be a really great indicator of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes silence is sometimes used for uh, a pause and when we don't know what to do and we're scared, Yeah. then oftentimes silence can also be a place where we can start to say, Hey, I'm at the end of myself. I need to hear God. Yeah. You know, silence can be a good thing. Yeah. We just need to understand and not be afraid of it. Yeah. That's great. You know, when we talked about those margins on a page, you know, I wrote that because I've always, I was, you know, I love track and field and I was a sprinter and I did all that good, fast stuff. I always thought faster is better. Just keep going with the high intensity and in our world today, we live with such an adrenaline junkie kind of mentality mm-hmm. and we continue to run to the next thing and never settle. There's no settling in our world today. It's like, where do you just rest? And, you know, in those margins, I would literally look at a book and as I even hold a book in my hand right now, you know, I would run through one sentence and I would get to the margins and I would run to the other side again. And I would Mm -hmm. just keep doing that all the way through the page rather than allowing the margins to be the place where I met God. Yeah. See in those place of that place of uh, a quiet in that place where I sit in my backyard and and uh, I allow myself to be at peace, you know, or that place when I'm in my car and I turn the radio off or the music off and, and I just listen and I'm able to embrace the quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I told Terry recently, my, my dream is to buy a Toyota Tacoma a truck. <laughs> and in doing so, uh, I like to get a, the, this whole setup called the Overlander setup, you know, where it's a kind of a, a frame on the back and and they have these really cool tents you can put on the back, uh, you know, that pop out and you can go anywhere and you can pop it out and you can jump in and relax and enjoy wherever you are. Yes. And, 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 and a dog and a dog, right? Yeah. I mean, we have a dog, we have a dog, but not that kind of dog because our dog would be like, you know, a hawk would come by and take it away and have a little snack. Aww, uh, I, I know I would never want that. Um, but there's something about that quiet that I I never realized that I don't have to have a truck and do all that to find that margin in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. I can literally find that right where I'm at. If it's at my kitchen table, you know, if it's in our bedroom or if it's outside or it's on a walk, it's that God says, I want to meet you, but you just have to allow space to take place. Yeah. So I can meet you in your space. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good question right now. And maybe for those who are listening, you know, let's just take a, a, a pause. You know, what is it, what is it that you need to look at in your life in order to have margin? Yeah. And what is making it hard for you to have them? Yeah. That's usually the, the best place to start. Think about that yeah. you know, for a minute while you're driving, while you're sitting, it's like, yeah, why is that hard? Yeah. You know, is it something that I'm running from? Is it something that I feel like I'm trapped in? Right. Um, how am I experiencing this? How, what am I feeling when James and Terry are talking about margins? Am I experiencing this, a feeling of guilt? 
of shame, um, of being overwhelmed, you know, that's a good indicator of, of where that, that kind of is sitting inside of you. You know, sometimes the margins, I believe it causes anxiety in people's hearts Mm. because if they stop long enough, they would actually realize, huh, what do I have in the margins? The lack thereof, maybe I don't take time in my relationship with God is non-existent. You know, in, in that, do I want to hear, uh, the negative thoughts that I have loud mm-hmm. to be that shame narrative in my brain, you know, to allow myself to hear the negative thoughts of my past that tell me that I'm not good enough, that I will never mount anything. And sometimes in those places that we think in those margins, that's what we're going to hear rather than allowing ourselves to be submitted into a process and allowing ourselves to hear something better than that. Mm-hmm. Something maybe that God has for you. Maybe you need to stop long enough for God to say, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to hear that. And you know, what's really good is, is, um, this is another thing you pointed out in the, in the chapter. And I thought was really good is, is you, you highlighted Isaiah forty thirty one, and, um, in, in the words are basically, you know, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Yeah. And what's so amazing about that is, is I love your perspective. Cause you, you said, Hey, that those are words that we all know and that we hear Let's wait on the Lord. And, and he, he's going to meet us. But what you said was there's really some great information in the verse right before it. And we can't really read 31 without, without kind of contemplating the preceding verses, which is, have you known, have you heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Mm. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. And then it says, but those who wait on the Lord. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So sometimes we think we can't do this on our own. No, we can't. And the answer is, you're right. Yeah. But we can, we can, when we understand that the everlasting God, the creator of all of the ends of the earth, never faints nor fails. Yeah. And wow. We can tap into that. Yeah. No matter our brokenness, no matter the stuff, no matter the craziness, no matter the decisions even that we've made in of, in our life, he is that on it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he stands in the margins. I love it. He stands in the margins. You know, Terry, uh, one time we, uh, I had the opportunity to go to, uh, I was at Las Vegas. I was there with a friend. Uh, he was another pastor and we went to Las Vegas to go to the, the drag racer, um, you know, track, you know, I don't know what <laughs> that sounds horrible. Huh? <laughs> the drag with the, the, uh, the, tr- the cars, uh, you know, yeah. the drag racing cars, uh, yeah. they're, and they're really uh, loud. They go, and, I, I don't, yeah, I've never been to one. I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not real familiar with it, but we went there to talk about business and we we're thinking of a ministry, um, opportunity there. Yeah. And, uh, we got invited to go down on the track and mm-hmm. stand right next to the cars these really long, you know, those uh, drag racing cars, um, at the starting line. And they were like three feet from me on each side. And, and I think there's like 16,000 horsepower is going to be going off at one time. And, wow. and I had these huge headphones on that would block out the sound. 
And uh, they said, now, hold on, because just the power alone of these, these vehicles, it's going to move you back about three to six inches on the ground despite by, through vibration. And uh, the fuel is going to burn your nose because of this certain type of fuel they use. And it was incredible. I stood there, and we, we were just amazed by the power of these vehicles. And then the lights, you know, went and hit green and bam, they just went down the road. It was amazing. And you see like just smoke, everything It was going down and it was, I was overwhelmed by the power of what took place on that track. But what happened, it was just a few seconds and they got to the finish line. I don't know. It was a quarter mile down there or whatever it was. uh, And they came back and they rolled right back into their pit. It was behind the stands and it's amazing. They have these huge, like these uh, pits where um, they bring in the motorhomes and their, their, their crews, the mechanics, and they bring that vehicle back in there and they jack it back up. They take the wheels off and they start working on it again. Okay. And it takes time and it takes a crew of people to actually work on that. So that can make a, I don't know, it's like a, you know, few second race, you know? And so we always focus on the energy that goes into the race and we think that's everything we need to be doing. It spends the majority of its time in the pit, you know, or in in the, with the crew being worked on, developed, you know, cared for the, uh, the engines pulled apart. They take them, put new parts in. And I think it might be something really good for uh, many of us who are maybe even listening today is you've been on the track, you've been running so hard down the track, you've been burning so much fuel, and you're thinking this is productive. And what God is actually saying to you today is, I need you to come back to where the pit is, where we're going to spend some time working on you. It's called self-care. Yeah. And this is where I want to meet you so that you can go back on the track again, and you can go and compete and run that race the way you're supposed to run it. But then when you're done, I want you to come right back here, right where I'm at, and meet me here. And I want to bring care. It was so cool. We went to the um, the Army had one. And they had a really a specific driver there. I forgot his name. But he was really high ranking. And it was really cool to see. But, man, they, it, was a, it was a plush setup. And when you went into their area, you went there to rest. And all the, everybody had their job. The mechanics were working on the cars. And I sat back and I looked at that and I thought, wow, is that not a depiction of life? Mm. But a lot of times we don't jump in or even access life that way because we, we don't have self-care and we're not allowing margins to be within our lives. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Great picture. I, of course, would have been freaking out the entire time. Yes, sure. you would have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have been all, is this safe? Is this safe? Is this going to blow up? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, come on, bring it on. This is awesome. <laughs> There's our seven and our eight. Yes, sure. it is. Well, you know what's really great is that I have been, I've been impacted by your your journey of figuring out what it looks like to have these. And you wrote down a few things that were really important, and, and I just want to share them because they're good. You're good. Hey, thanks. The first one is, is that you decided that, and we've, we mutually decided that we would have what was called 24 hour rule. Yeah. So we, we made a commitment that, you know, we're going to use the rhythm of a day and and that rhythm of a day, 24 hours that would, that would help us to respond to things instead of react to them. So sometimes that means that instead of, you know, writing that really long, um, email in response, you know, we take the time to think about it. Right to relax a bit, to, to, to hear God. Yeah. Um, you know, even if there's a, maybe an argument or a stress, a stress event, 24 hours, you know, use that 24 hour rule. Yeah. Space. Do give we, yourself space. Do we always do that perfectly? 
No. No. <laughs> but we strive to we, do it. <laughs> yeah. We keep that. We, we try. Um, the second one that you had there was taking long walks. Mm-hmm. And you have been so good about this. I love it. I love the fact that when you coach clients, you're pretty much walking the entire time. And, and I, I love that because number one, it tells our family that you, you care about your body mm-hmm. because you're like, Hey, I want to get those steps in. I want to be, I want to be healthy. Um, but it also, it's like, you know, when you're done with the call, you're like, you're out there, you're taking a deep breath, you're, you're, you're in nature and you're, you're having that moment. Yeah. So you take long walks and there's, a, we can even do a whole podcast on, on the, the walking. walking that we and do. And we walk together. Yeah. We do. Um, another one you put is reading the word of God for the purpose of knowing him better. Mm. And I love that because now, why did you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I always was in a, on a pattern of reading for content, you mm-hmm. know, of just, uh, really covering chapters and chapters and chapters because that's what you were taught to do. Well, especially when you were preparing teaching. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I started to read less mm. so I would know more. Mm, and that was a, a big challenge for me because I always would think if I read more, God will be happy and I will know him more. And he says, I want you to read less and I want you to stop and contemplate what you're reading and let me speak to you in the midst of it. Yeah. So words on a page, which is very important to me, of course. it was a complimented to the voice of God speaking to me mm-hmm. in those times. Yeah. So you gave, you had, you gave margin. Yeah. Instead of like, I got to read this chapter today to cross it off my, you know, my devotion plan. Mm-hmm. It was okay. If I hit chapter five, verse 20 and it hits me, I stop. I stay. Yeah. yeah. And we learned that from a very dear friend and pastor of ours, yeah. um, who, who helped us to you understand g- that. give ourselves permission to do that. That's right. Um, the next one was priorities. Yeah. Hey, know your priorities and stick to them. Yeah. That helps us with margins uh, a lot. And, that, and that's an important point, Terry, because mm-hmm. a lot of times my margins were always saying God's first, you know, my family, my marriage. And I really was, uh, my, my world was rocked when I had a, a paradigm shift that took place where I said, God is number one. Yeah. I'm number two. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds selfish. He's greater than I for sure. Yeah, exactly. But I had to put me as number two to care for me. Mm-hmm. If I didn't care and have self-care, then I couldn't care for anybody else. That's right. If I'm burning or I'm in the ditch somewhere. And then I had my, you, my family, and, and it's, it just kind of follow through. And, but people have a hard time when they think, God, never, are you never two? It doesn't make sense, but it really is important. Right. And really quickly, you know, the, the, the remembering that I have nothing to prove and that my best contribution in life will be a free and pure relationship with my father in heaven. Yeah. You know, and that's great because it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, I've got to be tapped into the source in order to give yep. purely of my heart. And the last one was just deep breaths, yeah. long, deep breaths. <laughs> we do that a lot, don't we? We do. <laughs> in for, hold for, out for. Yeah. And so, you know, our encouragement is margins are important. God stands in the margins. He loves us. Yeah. He loves the fact that we can, we can grow there. Yeah. And so... How are you guys doing with your margins? Yeah, it's a great question. My prayer is that everybody would be able to stop after this podcast. If you're in your car or at home or maybe for a walk is that you would just stop and just experience some space Yeah, and say, God, can you meet me here? I just want to experience you today. That's right. Yeah. 
Hey, it's great having everyone here today. Love talking about margins because it's a part of our lives and it's something we've always, we always talk about this. And, and, uh, if you want to know more information about us, you can go to jamesandterrycraft.com. Uh, we have a lot of information there and resources. And if you want more information about the book we wrote called exposed, um, it's a two sided book. Terry has eight chapters and he flipped the book over. I have eight chapters because we always believe there's two sides of the story. Um, you can pick up a book there and, uh, and have a, a time for you and your wife or just yourself, uh, or, or husband, uh, you would like to read it, but if not, uh, just get it to read because it's a great, good resource and great reminders and some good, good principles yeah. that you can actually apply to your life. Absolutely. And so we're thankful that you're here today at the life unplugged podcast. And we look forward to uh, connecting with you next time. Yeah, see you soon. If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel. Check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.